Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valley, joined alongside Logan Plant. How are you doing, Logan? Just fantastic, Kevin. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. And we've got Zach Ross. How are you doing, Zach? I'm pretty good. All right. We've got some more Best Buy leaks. We've got some new game announcements. But first, before we get into the news, why don't we hop into what we've been playing over the last week? What have you guys been up to? Zach once, a pl- once again played nothing. So I played a little first. bit. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. We were talking about what I played. I did some more Castlevania. So that's chugging along. Uh, Did we talk about you starting that? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't last, think you had started it uh, last yeah, week. Yeah, last week you I just played a, like a little bit of it, like an hour or two, okay. and I talked about some of the the mechanics, like combat, and how the the movement is very Uncharted esque, like Uncharted one esque for that period of time. <laughs> 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 so that's good. I still like it. it. Is my introduction into the Castlevania series, and apparently, as far as three D Castlevania goes, it's pretty good. So I think it's a good entry point especially this far into the franchise. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about was I actually got the chance to go to my friend's birthday party. He threw it in a movie theater that he rented out, so I got to play Smash Bros. Ultimate in a movie theater. And That's pretty with, sweet. With a group of people. It had its hiccups. There was some issues getting the all the Joy-Cons to connect. And then oh, dear God. There was, like, a bunch of people playing, so you'd have to, like... You couldn't find where your character was half the time. Oh, even on a movie screen? Even on a movie screen, because we were, like, sitting in the, like, relatively far back, and this was, like, a really rather large movie theater. Um, so we would do the elimination tournament thing where after a character was chosen once, they couldn't be chosen again, and we went through all those fights, and I ended up tying with someone else at three victories, which was unfortunate because I really thought I could win at the end there, but I did not. But... Overall, it was really cool seeing it on the big screen. And then after we did that, we did a little bit of uh, Resident Evil 2. We watched one of the the guys there play that. He is not good at that game. It was kind of <laughs> hard to watch, but... <laughs> did he start from the beginning? He did. He started at the beginning of Leon's campaign. Um, so he was going through the uh, the gas oh, station. Oh, just the gas he station. He went through the gas station, lost all his bullets, got bit by a zombie <laughs> like three times, got out of there. <laughs> Would then, you say I'm better than him? Then, yeah, absolutely. Oh, let's go. And then made it to the police station, um, got very lost. You know, I memorized all these hallways. He was turning <laughs> yeah. the wrong direction every time like you used to do. Yeah. It was, it was very triggering. We but, just backseat gaming on him, just yelling at him like, yo! Zach's one of the worst backseat way. gamers I know. I am actually <laughs> one of the worst backseat gamers that I know. It's just hard for me to watch, ears. especially with a game that I've like played a decent amount of. Like when I was watching Logan play The Last of Us way back in the beginning of our friendship (laughs) and watching this friend of mine play Resident Evil 2, which I've spent a lot of time with playing it twice over with two different campaigns. Uh, It's just a real problem and I'm trying to work on it. I am, but it hasn't made any progress towards me not doing it. So I'm trying to work on it. Made no progress. Made no progress. (laughs) Okay, well, now I understand, because Naughty Dog games, you can just tell where to go after you play enough Yeah, of them. exactly. The Last of Us was my first Naughty Dog game, and I had no idea what I was doing. Yes. But now I understand. Frustrating. And I'm like, how do you remember all this? But I think if I went and picked up an Uncharted, I would remember, like, all the, the weird garbage places you're expected to figure out how to jump And how, to. like, the little ledges are slightly miscolored. Yeah. yeah. It's just stuff like that that you pick up on after playing those games so many times, and that's all I played. <laughs> Nice. Right. I just wanted to brag about me doing really well in Smash Bros. for once. <laughs> am, I, am I next, or can I go yeah, last? Yeah, hit it up. Oh, okay. All right. Do you want to go last? No. It's all good. You sounded like you kind of wanted to go last. I did, because I think the game I have to talk about, we're going to talk about for the most amount of time. All right, Kevin, go next. Oh, okay. 
Sweet. we're gonna we're gonna break tradition here. Here we go. Um, I'm pretty sure I mentioned last week that I was gonna try and finish Paper Mario before this show, and I did. I did do that. Woo. Finally, have beaten one of the Paper Mario games. I still need to uh, play through the Thousand Year Door. Man, do I love Paper Mario. <laughs> that game is so good. It is so beautiful for an N64 game, despite some weird uh, frame rate issues at times. Um, yeah. I love. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of weird. Like there, there is a certain section near the end. Uh, one of the last areas that you go to, and most of the time in that game, the frame rate issues aren't that bad, but you get to one of those last areas and it chugs a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so they they were probably pushing the N64 to its limit in terms of uh, of power because that was a late N64 game. But really good game. Really enjoyed the final boss um, and the last couple of worlds were super fun. So I'm excited to get to the Thousand Year Door and play through that and see it's how they better. kind of stack up against one another. Yeah, I've opinion. heard it's better. Um, but I want to see for myself. They're both phenomenal. Uh, like my sister loves them both and she likes the original more, but I, mm-hmm. I favor thousand year door. One of the weird things, uh, was I'm so used to newer games now where even if, uh, the game doesn't allow your save file to, um, tra- you know, go past the end of the game, it'll either tell you about it or it will, it'll do something to let you know, Hey, your save's not going to go past this point, yeah. but paper Mario will just sit on the end screen forever until you shut it off until you shut it off oh man you can't you can't press anything to get it to go past that go back to the main menu you have to reset it because i sat there for like two minutes and i'm like uh can i can i go off of this and and go to the main? it was weird uh <laughs> so that was interesting going back to a game from basically 2000 but really good i'm excited to get to the thousand year door whenever that is um one thing that was kind of weird, I maxed out on my badge points like halfway through the game. Oh, just kind of weird. Because you can only get like 30 badge points. That was kind of bizarre. Well, don't you choose what but, you want to level up every time you level up? Yeah, you, you choose what you want. But I got to a certain point with my badge points that I couldn't. It's like, yep, you're maxed. But that was way before I could with uh, – I didn't even max out on, on hit points oh. or flower points, which was weird. So I had like the same set of badges for like forever. But – no, that game is really good. I love all the different worlds. Uh, the Yoshi Island one was super oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. Love that one. The so, toy box? I'm not as big a fan of the toy box. I don't... I guess I don't like the toy box worlds that much in general. I didn't yeah. like the one in Galaxy very much. Um, that one was all right. Uh, the the snow area was, uh, was really fun uh, with that little story with the village. So that game is super good. I love all the little stories it tells and all the different characters you meet. Um but yeah, that one's done. I'll get to Thousand Year Door eventually. Um, we'll be talking about uh, Borderlands a little bit later. I played uh, some of the uh, remaster of Borderlands 1. Oh. I played some of that yesterday. Did you get it? No, my friend did. Okay. Uh, and she's uh, the friend that I'm playing with uh, on Borderlands 2 with mm-hmm. another one of my friends. Uh, it's fun. It it definitely lacks some of the features. And I can't believe that that game didn't have a minimap before. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, it's crazy how yeah. much how helpful that is. But before it was like, yeah, you just got to use this compass. Good luck figuring out where you're going. So that is a very nice addition. It the the graphical style of Borderlands lends itself well to aging, but it also means that playing it on PS4 doesn't look that much better. Mm-hmm. It looks almost the same, but I think that's also because it's it doesn't age too much. That graphical style of the the cell shading, uh, but it looks good, runs well. It's up to it supports up to four players split screen now, nice. uh, so that's super cool. But we're playing it just two player. 
I mean, I don't, I don't want to play it. Okay. Uh, but that's cool. And then Borderlands 2. How much was that remaster? Uh, was it 40 or 30? 30. 30. 30? Nice. Yeah. Physical yeah, or bad. just digital? Physical. Uh, oh, we, uh, but at select GameStops, very select GameStop exclusive. Yeah, I love and GameStop exclusive. Like very and I select. I heard from people on Twitter that some stores got in between two to four copies. Uh huh. So it's uh, Katamari reroll all over it again. It is Secret of Mana all over again. Oh. Was Secret of Mana that? That was GameStop exclusive. Right, but it we was. got our hands on that game. baby because I pre-ordered yeah. it like three months in advance. <laughs> yeah. Were there pre-orders open for Borderlands Remastered? Probably, but yeah. it could have only been for like a week. Yeah, would have uh, happened. But yeah, I'm enjoying those games. My one gripe with Borderlands uh, 2, uh, just playing it with more than two people, man, is it a pain to manage the menus because they're so small uh, when you're playing split screen like that. But if you oh, aren't, yeah. that's not an issue. Uh, and then lastly, I've been playing Wolfenstein, The New Order, going back a couple of years, 2014. That is a good game. It is a very good game, a really good introduction. And uh, probably about halfway through it. I'm not super into stealth. And there were some stealth sections early on, which wasn't that great for me. But uh, I like the the setting. The gunplay is super cool with all the different weapons that you can get. Uh, it's a good time. So hopefully I'll have that finished next week because it's not that long. It's like 11 hours. So just been playing that. And I'll, I hope I'll have uh, full thoughts on that next week. But that's all I've been playing. If Logan, you want to pick it up, what have you been up to? I played the Captain Toad DLC. Which was really Whew. fun. I got to go home for the weekend and play all the games that my sister and I have been planning to play. So I got to play quite a lot. Captain Toad DLC, excellent. Mm -hmm. There's five new levels, 18 new challenges. And some of the challenges are cool remixes. Like they're called Boo Hunts. And you go to levels you've been to before, but it's super dark. And you use Captain Toad's headlamp along with a double cherry to make a clone of Captain Toad uh, to shine a headlight at all the boos until you clear the screen and move on to the next room. And they get brutally hard. Like, I remember there's one that has, like, three giant boos and, like, a, two of the, like, circles of boos and then, like, four individual boos just all coming at you. And you just have to be, like, freaking out, rotating. It's super good, super creative. The new levels are good. I wish there was more of them in the pack than just the five out of the 18 challenges. Uh, but the pirate ship level was the highlight. That one was really cool. How much was that? For, was the DLC free? Or was, was like, it, like, it was, like, $3. $3. It three was bucks. Okay. That's outrageous. So... That is not a problem. No, it was excellent. Awesome pricing. Just out of nowhere. Uh, really cool. Uh, but that was super fun. I'm going to go back and 100% that at some point. Because that's one of the games. I 100% just random games and Captain Toad's one of them. Yep. Uh, then I played the Overcooked 2, a seasonal DLC, which is like the Chinese New Year. Uh, mm -hmm. So really oh. cool. The music in that DLC is bop. And Kevin, I thought of you. You would love one of the tracks in that in that soundtrack for the DLC. I might send it to you later. But super Sweet. good. Um, really cool challenges. There's like a paper dragon that flies around in a big circle. And sometimes he just stops and blocks ingredients. And you just have to <laughs> wait for him to move until you can cook that stuff again. That game is stressful. Zach would hate it. I think you do hate I've it. I've played Overcooked a few times. I do hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I said that to someone yesterday when we were talking about Overcooked. Yeah, it's yeah so that good. game is stressful. Yeah. So good. You and gotta have a really group of people really good group of people together who yeah, can communicate well exactly. yeah, i think two is the prime number for that game mm -hmm. just my sister and i playing we've got it down there's new dlc announced for that paid dlc coming later this year which i'm excited about uh and then lastly the big one yoshi's crafted world came out and i played like eight hours of it and it's super good the music sucks, oh. which is an unfortunate trend in <laughs> recent Yoshi games. Oh. I, I saw, got to see Kevin over the weekend. I was playing in some of the tracks. It's just like they reuse the same main theme for every single level. 
Well, and there was one song in particular where it sounded like they had overlaid three different songs onto <laughs> one song. Yeah, it was... And all of them seemed slightly out of sync with one another. Yeah. It was bad. It's very reminiscent of the Yoshi's New Island soundtrack, which is the worst soundtrack in the world. But the gameplay is awesome. That game's super fun, trying to find all the flowers. Most Yoshi games, it's like, okay, there's five flowers on this level. But this one, it ranges anywhere from five up to ten hidden flowers in each level. So there's so much to find. 20 red coins in each level, which is really cool, too. And you have to finish with full health. Uh, the game is adorable. I love it so much. Uh, but I do have one big gripe, which I want to talk about. So there's these souvenir hunts where you exit a level, and these little characters are like, oh, hey, can you go back into the level and get me five cows? And so you go back to the level, and you have to run through it, and you look in the foreground or the background for cows to throw eggs at. And then you, like, collect them. And once you get all five, you can just choose to exit the level immediately. Then you exit the level and it's like, oh, uh, can you go back and get me three mushrooms? And so it's this constant back and forth of like sending you back into the level instead of giving you a list of bonus objectives to start with. So we, we decided to just skip doing that. We're going to go back and do it later. It's completely optional. But if we want 100% it, which we do, we're going to have to go in, look for it, come back out. They'll be like, oh, can you get me eight of these and then go back in? And that's a really annoying decision. And that's really my only gripe so far. Is that just with every level, or are they telling you to go back into the same level multiple times, like it's beyond just, yeah. a second revisit? Each level like you, has multiple souvenir, okay. souvenir hunts. Really? So you go in, do the level, go out. He asks you to pick up the stuff. You go in, pick up the stuff. You go out. He asks you to pick up more stuff in the same level again? Yes. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah. I can see up to two, and then you just have those at each level to get you to go back in. Wow. No, I think there's some that are going to have a lot more, I think. Which is, oh dear God! Yeah, because like we're looking at the each each little world has a flower counter, and every time you complete a souvenir hunt, you get a flower. And so like there's one world, there's only three levels in this world, and we still have eight flowers to go. Which means between those three levels, we have to go back in eight times in some in some sequence to to get everything in it. Yeah, that's that's some padding right there. Yeah. Yeah, but the game feels, Ooh. without that, the game feels uh, pretty lengthy because each level also has a flip side level where they turn the camera around and you go through backwards. And it's just super creative, like where on the front side there were clouds you could see hanging from strings. On the back side, you just see brown cardboard in the shape of the cloud. and You can see the tape over like the string. Like it, it's, it really pulls off looking like a, a child's diorama. It's amazing. Um, one complaint I saw the game was that it never reuses its best ideas. But I like that because it introduces basically a new mechanic in almost every level. Uh, so every level is super creative and feels really different. Uh, my favorite one, it almost reminded me of Paper Mario, um, is you're on a train and then the train stops at the station and you have to get off and you have to collect like three things to keep the train going and then you get back on the train, you move to a completely different environment and get back off and do the same thing. And that was really cool. Um, but I love the levels. I don't like the music. The art's amazing. Uh, and yeah, it's really good and I'm excited to play more of it next time I see my sister. All right. We've got a lot to new, a lot of news to get into, so why don't we hop right into that, Logan? What do we got this week? I know it's a lot. We do have a lot. I think we're going to just have to mention some of these and, <laughs> and not discuss all of them. Kiwami 2, Yakuza News, got a release date on PC. Kevin, anything quick on that? Uh, it actually wasn't a release date. It's, uh, it's a ratings oh, a rating. uh, by My the bad. ESRB because Sega hasn't actually announced anything about a PC port yet. But since Zero and Kiwami are already there, mm -hmm. suffice to say, most likely it'll be headed to PC. But for people who play on PC, good news there that that game will be coming out at some point, most likely. Cool. Way to keep it succinct. I appreciated that. Yeah. That was good. 
Borderlands 3 did get a release date. It was announced, and it's coming out just a few days before Zach's birthday. Are you going to pick it up? Yes. Early birthday present to yourself? <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to be a great, I don't even know what day of the week my birthday is or what day that comes out, but I don't care because I'm going to be playing it for a week straight. So this game was finally officially unveiled, but yep, I saw a lot of people say that it just looks like Borderlands 2. It does. It's just like high def Borderlands cell shading, which I'm fine with because I like cell shading. It's just aesthetically pleasing to me. I don't know if that's the case for everybody, but it's really never bothered me. Does it concern you that it might be too samey, like, gameplay-wise, too, to Borderlands 2? Or are you not worried about that? Um, It's been a while since I've touched Borderlands, so I'm kind of just itching for more. And since it comes out in September, I'm actually going to try probably play some Borderlands before that. But I'm not worried about it. Cool. Kevin, you have any interest in this one? Yeah, I, I don't think on launch, uh, but I, it... It would be a game that I'm interested in playing uh, with the group of friends I'm playing the other Borderlands mm-hmm. games with. It is definitely a game that is a lot more fun with multiple people because I remember playing through some of the original Borderlands and just not getting into it. But it's a lot more fun when you've got a group of people to play with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they're also really heavily focusing on gun variety this time, which will change things up a bit, I assume. I don't know what one billion guns mean, but it's, <laughs> it's got to be good. Gun mods. Yeah. yeah one billion. I mean, that's no, big for a shooter like Individual that. guns. It's all you've been working on. There's no game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just... It's Borderlands 2 with more guns. Concept <laughs> art of a bunch of guns. But good to see that finally get unveiled. It's been, what, 10 years since Borderlands 2? No, uh, it was... No, it was 10 two... years since Borderlands 1. Yeah, one. 2012, okay. Borderlands I think, 1 in 2009. Two. Okay. 2 in 2012. And then four, so 7 years and then since four, Borderlands 2. I think it was 13 or 14 for the pre-sequel, and then 2015 for Tales. Okay. Is, so it hasn't been so it's been a while long. since anything. Since, uh, since yeah. like a main game, yeah. Is the pre-sequel any good? What do people think about that? I haven't played it. I don't I don't know. Everyone don't just says it's very it. Australian. Yeah. Ooh, because it that. was made by an Australian studio. Yeah, that sounds... But they play that off because it's on the moon? So. Yeah, I don't know so a whole that, lot that, about the it. The Australians are up on the moon? I don't know. I've heard it's not as good as the other Borderlands games, but it's still a decent enough game. Mm-hmm. All right. At E3, Bethesda will not talk about Starfield or Elder Scrolls Six. So what are they going to talk about? I talk about Doom and the new Wolfenstein. Doom. I don't know what else. Wolfenstein right? three is that a thing? They're making a third. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Oh yes, right. Yeah, I don't know. If, I I can't remember if that's a full game or if that's like DLC, like a like a Lost Legacy situation. Oh yeah, it could be where it's like a forty dollar, two thirds of a game. It's an experience, but yeah. it's not as big as the other ones. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, that that's definitely going to be a smaller presence for Bethesda unless yeah. they yeah. I don't think they want to go to the Fallout 76. Fallout well, 76. You know, I think they might. I think they fixed to it. Fix that they, game. they have been fixing yeah. it. Apparently, it's much better. It's too late. It is too late. <laughs> yeah. I guess they also have Elder Scrolls Blades. Is that the mobile <laughs> they one? Could, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, they God. could talk about that. I, I guess. Um, Just hoping for Dishonored 3, y'all. I, I guess they could do that. They could, but. Who knows? Dishonored, but, they did the they did a Lost Legacy ask Dishonored thing with uh, Death of the Outsider, and that was I want to say a year or two ago. So they could do something. I don't know. I mean, if they're gonna have their own show like they do normally at E3, I feel like it'd be pretty underwhelming if they don't have something big new to talk about. Yeah, if it really new. is just you know something like Fallout seventy six. And the new Doom and Wolfenstein games and maybe Elder Scrolls Blades, I feel like they'd be a really underwhelming conference if they do their own conference. Yeah, and Rage 2 will be released before that. Uh, yeah. It's coming out in May. And Wolfenstein Youngblood is $30. Okay, so, okay, it is, so it's is in between yeah. things. Yeah. So Except at GameStop, where it's listed for 40 right now. <laughs> GameStop? Come on. 
What? Yeah, I don't know. GameStop, what are you doing? Yep. All right. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see what Bethesda's conference will turn out to be without their two heavy hitters. But I think it was suffice to say that seeing those trailers a year ago, they were pretty far off. Yep. It was just like, here's some stars. Yes. And then it was, here's a field. <laughs> we're making it. Here's some grass. Yeah. It exists at this moment. All right, next up, I want to go to Zach on this one. Oh, God. About two weeks ago, we were sitting together having breakfast, and you told me how much you enjoyed Drive Club oh. on the PS4. Rest in peace. And literally, just days later, we got some unfortunate news stupid. about Drive Club that it, the servers are shutting down about a year from now. Yeah. The game will be pulled from the PlayStation Store along with all of its DLC. Yeah. It's just disappearing. How does that make you feel? So I told you the unfortunate story I have behind this game. And it's – so I don't talk a lot about this a lot on the show, but I really like like realistic racing games. Which I learned oh, two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. exactly it's like why I'm always like, yeah, if I ever got an Xbox, I'd just have Forza. That's all I'd ever Why have. don't you get a Horizon on PC? You have a PC that can play it, right? Yeah, I just do dirt on PC for mostly – Right, um, I've, I've heard Horizons three and four are incredible. So I didn't know Check that. Check those out. Yeah, when Drive Club that. goes kaput. Yes, exactly. But I was doing a lot of research on the internet because I was wondering, like, okay, I don't want to spend seventy dollars on Gran Turismo <laughs> because there's just like it's either the special edition or nothing. It seems like in stores. And I was like, what's a good racing game on PlayStation? So I was doing research and I found Drive Club for cheap. And people were like, yeah, it's got this, it's got this. And I was looking for, like, muscle car expansions because I like muscle cars. And so I was – I bought the game on Amazon for, like, $10. And I get <laughs> it and I play it and I'm like, okay, cool. The base game has a lot of options, cool stuff. I'm going to buy a couple DLCs, cheap DLCs of stuff I want, like cool racetracks um, and the muscle car DLC. So I do that, and they're not downloading, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? I bought this DLC. Let me do it, and it's just not working. So I start Googling, like, does Drive Club DLC not work anymore? And then eventually I figure out I have the European version of the game with a Peggy rating right on the front. Did you not notice the Peggy not rating? Not at all. I feel like that sticks not out like a lot. All. You think it would, but when you're me, you don't notice. Different. Shut up. I know. I get that now, but... I didn't. I just didn't think about it. I like got the game. I was like, "Cool, I'll just throw that in later." And then I did it's it. Devastating. <laughs> and I still haven't gotten the American version of the game, even though it's around the same price. Oh, I thought you bought it when we were sitting together at breakfast. I thought you bought it. <laughs> Wait, did I buy you it? You bought it. I, Check I, I haven't received it in the mail. Oh my god! Wait. Check eBay, dude. Check right eBay. now. Did I buy it? I don't recall buying it. You were sitting there. We were waiting for our food. I was like. Buy it, dude. It's 15 bucks. That thing could be going up in price. And it probably will be now because it's going to get pulled from the online stores soon. Where are my purchases? Oh, man. Go to my eBay. I found it. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I didn't Make buy sure it. Make sure not to buy I did another not buy it. version or Is like a Japanese Amazon? version. Are you sure I bought no, it? No, now I'm not. I, you looked at it on eBay. But I, I guess might have looked at it, but I don't it. think I pulled the trigger. Well, uh, Zach, if, uh, I did not pull if the you want to do that. Okay. Hit that soon because, I mean, even if you get a physical copy, that DLC is going to be so, off a store shelf So soon. I technically bought the DLC, and it's in my library. So I don't know if that means if I get the American version of the game, I can still download it. I, I would recommend getting that. So I would download it. I got to hop on that. <laughs> I got to get the American version. You have a year, version. but don't, don't let it slip. No, you yeah. don't have a year. The game is being pulled on the 31st of August of this year. Oh, I thought it was the 31st of March. 
March 31st is when the online features will be shut down. Gotcha. But apparently the DLC and the game are going to be wiped from the store on the 31st of August of this year. It's That's in four months. It's just weird timing because we were just talking about this. Yeah, crazy. But this it's game. scary. But, it's scary because, I mean, there's things like Stadia. And it's like, yeah, you yeah. could have Google Stadia. That could be the future that everyone's forced to adopt. Mm -hmm. Your favorite game could just disappear, and there's literally nothing you can do about it. With Drive Club, you can go on eBay and buy a physical copy and have it on your shelf forever. Mm -hmm. With Stadia, there's no way to get that physically, and that's terrifying. It's why I keep buying these limited-run games of these indies that I care about, because you never know if they could just disappear in the future. Yeah, yeah. that that is my biggest concern with Stadia, and it's crazy that a game like drive club that has sold a couple of million copies, even though it was a financial disappointment mm -hmm. was still a pretty big game. And yet it can just be yanked from store shelves, like or yanked from the digital store shelves yeah. like this, just gone is, uh, really concerning, especially if we're moving towards a streaming future. So, uh, for those that either want to play it or are playing it and don't have the DLC, there's, uh, maybe you should get on that. There's like pages of tiny DLCs, like dollar this, dollar yeah. that. It's crazy. Like tracks, cars, decals. I assume. I don't know. There's just a crap ton. It was. It was a bit overwhelming. Did you know in Canada they say decals? Do they really? Yeah. Uh -huh. I like that. For DLC? No, no. Decals for decals. Oh, decals. Like no, decals. No, decals. <laughs> I need. Some I mean, the, the letters are all in there. Yeah, yeah, it is in the wrong order, but still. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up. Labo VR just got a lot more interesting. Nintendo of America announced VR support is coming to Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. Uh, here's the details on the Mario Odyssey. It's getting a VR-specific update with the Toy-Con VR goggles. Join Mario for a bite-sized bonus experience in simple, family-friendly VR. Shout out to Nintendo for how clear they're being about their marketing, about this not being some extreme VR experience. Shout out to them differentiating uh, the VR experience from the very not family-friendly Mario Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not family-friendly. <laughs> and then Breath of the Wild, with a free software update for the Breath of the Wild uh, game and Toy-Con VR goggles, enjoy this epic adventure like never before. Turn the feature on and off in a snap. The vast kingdom of Hyrule awaits. That sounds like you can play Breath of the Wild in VR. That sounds amazing. Oh, man. Now, it's it's not uh, first person, so you're still like watching it from there because the amazing. clip that they showed is just the game. But, yeah. I why mean, is that even V? Uh -huh. Okay. I, uh, you're closer. You're, you feel like you're in it. I don't know. You feel like you're a bird watching because, Link. Because Odyssey is the same way. Yeah. Odyssey yeah. is not turning into a first person experience for VR. Yeah. So maybe it's just a more intimate experience. I don't know. Gotta be honest, this isn't the Odyssey DLC I wanted, but maybe <laughs> it means that they're still gonna work on some other stuff for it in the future. But yeah, for Odyssey, it looks like they run around and collect music notes. So it's almost like you trigger it in the world, it's like strap on those goggles, and then you do that and play it that way. Yeah, because the trailer mentioned that three of the worlds would be getting support nintendo's uh, so weird what a weird time to announce this so like hey uh, yeah do this yeah <laughs> it's random like, try and drum up hype for it mario kart yeah. 8 deluxe got the labo motorcycle update and you can use your cardboard motorcycle to play mario kart i've done it it works all right oh wow okay yeah, weird I mean, stuff. this is at least a better incentive for people that are a little bit put off by the smaller experiences of labo to Definitely. at least have some form of VR support for the games that they're interested in. Yeah, for sure. I'll be interested to see how that goes. 
I saw that Target had a deal. You could get all three currently existing Labo kits for $60 total. Yeah, I, they were on sale for 20 bucks each. Yeah, a friend of mine bought... Uh, all three? Uh, something. He bought something. Nice. From I had Target. Labo. I enjoyed it. <laughs> now they sit in my closet. Cardboard. Yeah, cardboard yeah, in the closet. Which I feel is what happened to most people's Labo. Yeah. Yep. Really, cardboard in the closet. Really quick one here. Ubisoft discontinued the production for Starlink Toys and said that the game was oh, wow. disappointing well, uh, for sales numbers. I've heard it's a good game. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think Toys to Life is just kind of dead. Amiibo is the only one still alive because they released Nintendo characters. <laughs> yep. You've got the whole Toys to Life angle, which, yeah, that is dying. But I also think it was incredibly confusing to have. So you got the Switch version with Star Fox the other versions without Star Fox, and then you can use the physical toys or you can buy the download downloads for the toy functionality but not have the toys. Like there are a bunch of different options for different parts of the game, and I can see that being kind of confusing for some people. Yeah, it's a shame because it was confusing, but it was like really user-friendly because it's like it if is. you don't want to buy any toys, get the digital edition, and you have everything. Everything yeah. came in the digital edition. If you if you wanted the toys, you had to buy more to get the toys to get the extra packs. But Which that's a shame. Then just calls into question why they did the toys to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. See, so number one, confuse the consumer with extra options of having the same functionality but sort of locked behind the toys, but not. And and then just having them able to purchase digitally. <laughs> and then you don't have to deal with the whole toys for life just going to the wayside because that is a dying thing yep yeah. so yeah oh, well. but they are still doing content for it so that's yeah. good yeah extra Star Fox content coming exclusively <laughs> to the switch version so if if you got the ps4 the xbox one version yeah sorry uh you screw you you don't get any version yep. yeah yeah that yeah that's on you for not having a switch if you do if you don't <laughs> a very uh, old sega property is getting a revival kevin you seem the most interested in this one you want to talk about it yeah this is more so kind of just overall about Sega and them bringing back old IPs. Uh, but they announced uh, Project Sakura Wars is coming out in Japan in 2019 and in the West in 2020. This is the first game in the series anywhere since 2005. And yeah, that came out man. in 2010 in the States. So that's huge, not only for Sakura Wars fan that they get another game in 15 years after the last one came out uh but just in general how what this means for sega moving forward because they announced they had a little uh survey that people could take that asked for input on old sega properties and if they wanted to see anything come back like jet set radio or super monkey ball or crazy Ta uh, crazy taxi crazy or taxi all of those series and now bring sakura back wars ball. Bring back sakura taxi. wars is coming back so this could be a sign that Sega's starting to move to bring back some of their IPs that have been pretty dead for a long time. Yeah, like so, Monkey Ball. Like Monkey yeah. Ball. Oof. I mean, they've got a bunch of properties that they haven't done anything with in the, the past. The Storybook Sonic series, they haven't done anything <laughs> with since 2009. That's true. <laughs> There's a canceled but, third version. Oh, God. Back, I don't think anyone let that. it live. But yeah, for Sakura Wars fans, big for them to get another game. And then for just overall Sega fans, it's exciting to see uh, where this could lead uh, for some of their other IPs. Yeah, like Monkey Ball. Is anyone planning on playing Sakura Wars? It looks interesting. I mean, it's yeah. It's what turn-based uh, tactical combat, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I think. So, I mean, I 
have not played a Sakura Wars game before, so I definitely need to see some gameplay, and yeah. I would probably wait until reviews are out uh, to see how well it fares, but it definitely looks cool. Good art, too. Yep. So, it looks good. Coming out to PS4 2020. Fantastic. All right, we're going to talk about Best Buy now. Oh. <laughs> Old Best Buy. Take all this with a grain of salt, but Best Buy had three new listings up that were pulled pretty shortly after for Persona 5 on Switch, A Link to the Past on Switch, and Metroid Prime Trilogy on Switch. Uh, and someone pointed this out, and then about the next morning, I think, they were gone. But there could very well be an April Nintendo Direct. The last one was in February. I feel like they tend to do about every two months. They, they show something. Uh, they did the indies last month, but as far as Nintendo in-house developed games, it's been a little while now. Uh, so maybe they just spoiled the three big announcements from the April <laughs> Direct. Uh, Zach, what do you think? Uh, I, I'm indifferent. I, 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 I'd be. You gotta very... play Persona Five on PS4 first, at least for that. Yes, one. I do. You got that all day. Have to do that. We're playing a link to the past right now. We're playing a link to the past right now, and I've never been into Metroid, so. I'm juggling my own stuff right now. If that happens to be the case, that's great. I'm sure a lot of people would love that news. These leaks tend to either be all correct or not correct at all. So it could, I don't know. Uh, yeah. We'll wait and see. Yeah, we'll find out April Direct, if there is an the April Direct. The thing that's feel... weird to me is Link to the Past. They're remaking Link's Awakening that's the weird this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, is that, just, that. is that just a straight, like, the start of the SNES virtual console, or is that a remake? Yeah. That's the weird one to me. But even if it was a virtual console thing, why in the world would Best Buy have it? Mm-hmm. Like digital code, Digi- exclusive digital, digital code. I just don't know why they have a digital code for that for the virtual console, especially when Nintendo said they're not doing a virtual console thing, yeah, and that it'd be through Nintendo Online. Yeah, That's I don't get weird. those. But the other two seem mm-hmm. plausible because we've got uh, semi. Uh, Atlas doing the weird thing again where yeah. they're like, come back for more crap, but uh, trailers for trailers. <laughs> That's been stupid. But, <laughs> but now we have something about Persona 5S, which we'll get more information on on April 25th, which appears to be completely different from Persona 5 The Royal. And let's not but, forget, Joker is coming to Smash by yes. the end of this month. Wait, so, really? Right. That soon? Oh my god. Yeah. I haven't seen anything about that. I mean, they did Dragon Quest S, right? Dragon so, Quest 11S Definitive Edition. <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. uh, so Persona 5 could very well be getting uh, a Switch version. And then Metroid Prime Trilogy. I feel like that would just be a smart move for Nintendo with Metroid Prime 4 getting delayed. I think just that game have is that done. Switch. It was supposed to be announced at the Game Awards. And it's yeah. pretty much fact that it got pulled from the Game Awards because of the state of Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. So it's just a, I think it's, it's totally a matter of when, not if, at this point for that game. So that lends more credibility to this, which is why it's so weird that they have a link to the past there, because everything else there makes so much sense. I don't know if it lends credibility or doesn't, because everyone thinks Metroid Prime Trilogy is going to be on Switch. So Best Buy could have just been like, yep, Metroid Prime Trilogy. Yeah, I don't know. With that and with Persona 5 getting another thing that's not (laughs) the Royal, that makes a lot more sense. At the very least, the Persona 5 is coming to Switch, and then there's all the rumors about... Uh, Metroid yeah. Prime Trilogy. I feel like they've it's taken not... away some of their own hype for Persona 5 by being like, <laughs> yo, trailer, and then it's like 30 seconds of like a downtown street, and they're like, come back later, and then they did it again. It's like, 
I think it would have been so much hype if they just waited and dropped everything at once instead of been like, uh, yeah, you got to watch on this day for this, this day for this. It's just a mess. Well, now it's going to be really weird if if they are two separate games and you have Persona 5 The Royal and then you got pers- like, Persona I guess we need 5S. to see what that actually is. But yeah. if it is like a Persona 5 Gold or Persona 4 Golden situation, then what is Persona 5 on Switch? It would be very mm-hmm. disappointing to me if in the same year they released Persona 5 Royal on PS4, which is the upgraded version, and Persona 5 S on Switch, which, which is, is the just, original yeah, version. Exactly. Is that, it's like, which do you pick up? And honestly, in that scenario, I might just be like, I'm getting neither. I don't want to make that decision. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want a worse version, but on my Switch or a hundred hour game with more content, but locked on my ps4 like that that would kind of frustrate me yeah because a lot of people are the game came out on playstation 3 along with playstation 4 which was weird Mm -hmm. uh atlas seems to do that but a lot of people are like hey they got it running on the playstation 3 so it would probably be an easier job for them to get that running on switch than it is to get the playstation 4 version but that would also mean most likely that if there is new content for persona 5 coming out that that wouldn't make it in there. But I don't know. We have to wait until they drip feed us just a little <laughs> bit more information to figure out what this is. Yeah. I, because I, I think everything will make more sense once we figure out what Persona 5 The Royal is, if yeah. that is a upgraded version or not. Because it could still be the fighting game. Who knows? I think I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the upgraded version. Um, but yeah, we, we can't tell at this point. So... Hopefully we'll have more answers at the end of the month. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be like Persona 5 Red or something like that. The Royal surprised me. I don't know. We'll see. And then Persona Red. 5 Blue coming out a little after that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> green, yellow, crystal, heart gold. Uh, anyways. Yeah, so that yeah. that's kind of a mess. The Best Buy rumors, Atlas the Persona stuff. Going yeah. ham on that. Yep. My and two instead favorite. of announcing the other stuff, it'll just be a new game that they announce yep. that yep. is not tied Persona to the Royal or S. coming exclusively on <laughs> PS3 and Xbox 360. <laughs> Keeping those consoles oh, alive. That would be wild. Oh. All right. My favorite two news stories are the last two news stories we have for this busy week. First of all, Dragon Quest, your story is the first 3D animated uh Dragon Quest movie to come out. It's coming out exclusively right now in Japan yeah. on August 2nd. It's Ooh. my story? It's your my story. It's your story, Kevin. No one else's? It's about you. You gotta watch this trailer, Kevin. It's gorgeous. It is. Oh, the they animation. show a giant saber cat, and you can just see its hairs like ruffling in the wind. They show a slime, it's... and it looks like Jello. You see like the little <sighs> bubbles in his head? Oh my gosh. Look gorgeous. It's based on Dragon Quest V, which is the one I really want to play the most, yep. that I now own, and I really got a craving to start. I also I own it. You do in Japanese. I do. In Japanese on PlayStation 2. I own it twice in Japanese and once in English because I'm a psychopath. <laughs> but yeah. It we looks, all got problems. It looks, yeah. Kevin bought Daxter on PSP recently. <laughs> <laughs> $3. Okay, <laughs> that justifies case. it. It's cheap. Yeah. But oh, yeah. that movie looks so good. I'm going to watch it even if I can't watch it in English or with English subs. I'll just I'd watch be, it and I'd figure be, out what's going on. Mm. I'd prefer English subs. I would also prefer I will English stumble subs. my way through some Japanese if I have to, but yeah. Look, oh. if if the Yakuza movie can get English <laughs> subtitles, I'm pretty sure this one can. Yep, that's it uh, what I'm so expecting. Good. Kevin, you got to watch the trailer. It looks gorgeous. I do. Mm, very it, emotional. This came out of nowhere. I just saw this on Twitter one day, and I was like, <laughs> Logan, look at this. Yeah. This is going to be great. Yeah, it was awesome. Trying to outplay the Sonic movie. Yeah, well, not a hard thing to do. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
stuff came out about that today, but we don't need to spend time talking <laughs> no. about that. No, no, we don't. <laughs> Apparently, the first footage was shown at CinemaCon. Uh, no, nothing's officially been released, but just people's accounts of what the trailer looked like are getting out into the wild. And whoo-wee! I don't know. <laughs> Some, is, apparently, Sonic's the... an alien. I'm just going to say it. Apparently, uh, Sonic's an alien. I didn't need to know That's... that. <laughs> what is the like audience for CinemaCon? Is that... Like I don't know. <laughs> Ten people in a room. Because I feel like game gamers are more interested in the Sonic movie oh, than absolutely. anybody. Else. Well, I'm sure this is gonna be yeah. a cinema masterpiece. Yeah, totally. Yep. Like I don't know. I'd just be curious to see who went to CinemaCon and who's like, yo, what is what is Sonic? Some have and then all of us to here... Michael Bay Transformers. I hate those movies. Some say that Sonic is fighting Michael Bay like robots. Ah, crap. He does fight robots. Yeah, but, I mean, all those yeah. Okay, robots. We're, we're full in this now. Apparently one of the jokes <laughs> from the trailer all is right, we're t- Jim, yeah. <laughs> Jim Carrey's Eggman talking to James Marsden's cop character says, I was spitting out formulas while you were spitting up formulas. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like that actually. But then I thought that was funny. I think that's a creative that's play on words from Eggman. Yeah. But then apparently James Marsden's cop says, actually, I was breastfed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a comeback. All right. Oh, uh, I don't know what this is going to look like. A slap in the face. Oh, man. I don't know what it's going to look like. Oh, I hope it doesn't take itself too if seriously. If you guys are around, yeah. you got to meet up and see that film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sonic's an alien. Sonic is an <laughs> alien. How he could solve explain? all of these problems by just not having the movie in live action. All of the problems would be solved. And yet they what? never do that. I just, ever. Saw, what? I just saw the most gorgeous video game trailer I have ever seen for Dragon Quest. Yep. And then to hear that we might be getting a Sonic drop soon, I'm worried, man. Uh, I'm worried. What is that movie going to be? All right, and last up, Mario and Sonic at the (laughs) 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games was announced. Uh, Sega actually announced four games in the same (laughs) press release. Uh, Because it's not confusing at all. No, I'll walk through them right here real quick. Mario and Sonic at the 2020 Olympics coming exclusively to Switch this year. They skipped an Olympics. They skipped 2018, so Mm. they're back. They're back on Switch. Then next year... On PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC is the Tokyo Olympic Games, the official game. Yep. And Quick question. Like, who's who's buying that on Switch that's not buying the Mario one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because the answer is nobody. Someone who loves the Olympic Games but is not a Mario or a Sonic fan who owns okay, Switch. I got to be honest. There's I have the 19-something, the, the 1996 or 2000 Olympics uh-huh. on my N64. Yeah. That game's incredible. That game is amazing, and I might buy the Sega one, just to evoke some nostalgia for that. Okay. So I might. Interesting. Then on I recommend f- waiting for reviews on that. Oh, I would. I would definitely <laughs> wait for reviews. Not pre-order that. No. Then on you- on Switch, we have... Or sorry, on, on smartphones, we have Sonic at the Olympic Games. <laughs> Mario, get out of here. Yeah. You're not allowed on phones. Uh, but he is allowed in the arcades with Mario and Sonic of the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games Arcade Edition. Was that for the... Oh, that's that's for arcades specifically. Yeah, so Kevin, you and I played cabinets. an arcade one. It was yeah, horrible. they have the uh, arcade cabinets. It's all right. I think it was broken. I think the one I played was a little broken. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. So that franchise is back. Not going to lie. I l- don't like the first one that much, the Beijing one. It's way too waggly. Early days of the Wii. But 2010 at the Vancouver Olympic Winter Games is a great game. 
you live in Olympic Village, you can talk to the townspeople. There's some RPG elements in the campaign. It's good stuff. So I'm actually like somewhat excited for this new one. Depends on what they do because that was a long time ago. That was a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. And the most recent one, Sochi, I think. Uh, no, so not the most recent, but the Sochi one on Wii U, which came out in 2014, mm-hmm. ran at like 15 frames. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gen. <laughs> it's one of the rarest Wii U physical games to find because it's sold so poorly. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Is that only on Wii U? Only on Wii U. I think. I don't know if it they got didn't a have any other version. versions. Like, uh, yeah, I, I guess they could have it on 3DS, but yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that was like the only game it's selling that poorly. I'm just Let's like, see. dear God. Let's check eBay real quick. Also, who's buying that on on 3DS if that is a 3DS game? Because they're party games. Mini game games. Someone's selling this for $12? Whoa. <laughs> it's, it's trending. It's trending. There's one for 72 And then it's like 12 bucks. Do it. Logan, do I hear $12 escaping your wallet right now? <laughs> Honestly, probably. Yeah. I'm looking at it. Wow, this game has plummeted in value. Oh. Probably because it's not good. If you want it sealed, it's still like 80 to 90. But all the That's uns- a sealed copy. Yeah, all at, the unsealed yeah, ones. At are some cheap. point, everyone who wanted the game has the game. Yeah, that thing has plummeted. In, in, man, I might purchase yep. that. <laughs> to have it in that Wii U collection. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. It is yeah. a bit of a gem. Yeah. Not like a gem. We but... go to is it? This? Yeah, sure. All right. We're gonna go find some gems. <laughs> right. We're gonna find that Sochi Olympic game at Goodwill. Yep. That's it for news, Kevin. That was a long. Making one. fun of me for picking yeah. up Daxter for three dollars. We'll send you some like, of well, our pickups. Gotta buy <laughs> Mario and Sonic at the 2014 Olympics on yep. Wii U. Yep. Uh, all right. Good stuff. Well, now we're gonna get into the O2 segment, and this is the first time we're doing this in a couple of weeks. We've been putting this off for Zach. For the last couple of weeks, we've had a couple yep. of short shows, but we're finally back. And Zach, after a couple long weeks of waiting, we're finally going to let you talk about your favorite games, uh, game, uh, what game genre. type of all time, genre. game genre yeah. of all time. There we go. Game okay. genre of all time. It's been a couple of weeks. I'm a little rusty. Yeah. So why don't you hop right into it? Take it away. Your favorite game genre. Oh my Sorry, God. can I interrupt real oh, quick? You have got to be kidding me. <laughs> Mario, You're not gonna get Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympics on Wii U. Is eighty dollars? <laughs> of course it is. For a pre-owned copy? I think so. That thing's. I'm looking on eBay. I'm like, did this even come out on Wii U? Because it's just all the 3DS version. The huh. Wii U one is so far down there. That's weird. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's fighting games. I like fighting games. I've talked it's not about Olympic-style games. It's not. Uh, that'd be a weird like genre <laughs> niche. Is like I only play Olympic-style <laughs> games. But yeah. no. I I grew up on fighting games, so I've always like had my gaming personality based around the fact that I'm like a fighting gamer. And I know neither of you are super big into fighting games, at least not the type of fighting games that I'm into. I know you really like Smash, Logan. I That's do. Probably why you gave me that look. It is. And I also really love Smash. I counted in the list of fighting games that I grew up playing because I got like Brawl in 2008 or something like that. Yeah. Um, Sunday. Fun fact. Came out on a Sunday? Yeah, weird. I didn't buy it on a Sunday. I, I bought did. it at a Hastings. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, fighting games are something that I've played my entire life. I've played a variety of different kinds. I've always loved that kind of style where there's just a roster of, like, 30 to 50 characters that you can pick from. The options are there. Each character is colorful. They have a different personality. I love that kind of thing, and... 
Um, fighting games aren't notorious for their story modes, but they usually have like a little thing where you can pick your character, go through an arcade battle, fight your way through a roster of characters, and then like get a little story thing at the end. And I always thought that was pretty satisfying doing that for each of the characters. And then eventually they started adapting like specific story modes where they forced you to play as a certain kind of character for a while, which isn't something I'm super into because usually the main characters aren't the characters that I'm good at. So... And the sad thing is that the characters I am good at in all of these games are the spammy characters that people hate on. But, but I feel like I get justifiably good and don't spam at those characters. So when people see that I'm playing these spammy characters, they're like, oh, you're just a spammer. But no, I actually know how they play and I'm good at it. They just happen to be the characters that I resonate with. I don't you know. You know how they play. Use the spam move. Exactly. That's, they, that's yes. the play style. Sometimes, <laughs> when in doubt, spam your way out. That's not a good philosophy, but sure, why not? Yeah, so Tekken is the biggest. It's the one I started with back on the PS1 era, and I've played every arcade version of Tekken games except for five, I think, but in random points in my life. We used to have one close to where our college is. We used to have a Tekken 3 arcade cabinet just randomly in the movie theater until one day Ooh. they just got rid of it. Aww. And I was like, where um, did it go? In our movie theater? You should have yeah, asked. In, in you should have asked Center. like where um, it ended up. Because I'm wondering yeah. if someone like bought if it or something, like bought, like, or if they got rid of it and they could tell you where it is. Exactly. So if it's just like <laughs> in a storage area, and I'm just like yeah. missing out on a cheap Tekken Three arcade cabinet because Tekken Three is justifiably the best one in the series. Um, so that was really devastating. But like uh, throughout my life, I'd randomly come across these cabinets and always taken the opportunity to play them, and they were like never the same one. So like I started out, go, I went somewhere. There was Tekken Tag Tournament, and then. At the local mall where I grew up, there was Tekken 4. And then when I got to college, there was just a Tekken 3. And then when I went to Korea, it was 6 and Tag Tournament 2 and 7. So I've gotten the chance to play a lot of these arcade cabinets. And for some reason, I can never find 5 anywhere. But I don't love 5, so it's not really that big of a deal. Um, but every time, the 4 in the mall, the Tekken 4 cabinet, also disappeared out of nowhere. So, like, I you gotta usually, keep tabs I, on exactly. these, man. I just you get gotta attached them to these cabinets, and then they're just gone. I don't know what happens. But that's all I'll say about Tekken, because that's my favorite one. And I still play it to this day with Tekken 7, because they're consistently releasing DLC for that. Even Negan from The Walking Dead just came out, so I've been playing as him. Because they've been adding weird DLC characters that nobody wants but they're just putting them in the game. Like Noctis from Final Fantasy XV, which is, yeah. I think, the least favorite. I love that game. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> First of all, no, I you own don't. it as well. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, but he's got, like, weird spears in a fight, like a fist game. But I bought that a year ago. Oh, man, I've owned that for a year, and I have not even put it in yeah, my Yeah, hop on that. I've it for two years. <laughs> What's wrong with us? So, anyways, I the second... <laughs> exactly. I've, I've played a variety. I've also played Soul Calibur, which I think is my second favorite. I play the spammy character in that one, too. His name's Keelik. <laughs> He's got a big staff, and he pokes people from long distances. I thought that was a good strategy, but apparently people dislike when people do that. But I don't play a online a whole lot, so it's not really that big of a deal. And um, they also had... Soul Calibur 2 was my favorite Soul Calibur, and that was the one where they uh, split up the DLC characters based on what console you had it on, and I had it on... I think every console. Xbox, they had Spawn. GameCube, they had Link for I some reason. I want that game. And in, on PS2, they had Heihachi from Tekken, which was my favorite one because it was a guy from Tekken. And um, I don't get 
You don't get it. That's, <laughs> I get it. Uh, that's okay. And then more recently, Mortal Kombat, starting with uh, the one before 10, I think it was either Armageddon or something on PS3. I played that in high school leading up to 10 in college. It was one of the first PS4 games that I got with my PS4 other than Batman, which literally came with my PS4, and Trials Fusion, which is the motorbike racing game, I think. Yeah, my Mortal Kombat was the third game I got. And I think I, I actually bought it on Amazon with Trials in the same day. I was like, wow, what PS4 games do I want? And I just picked out those two for no reason. So You didn't want Knack? I did not Dude, want Dude, I have played Knack. And I still don't want Knack. You have played Knack. <laughs> How long have you played Knack for? Four minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Weird. More than zero. So, yeah. and in Mortal Kombat, I play as this guy named Kung Lao. He's got a hat that's got, like, blades around it. I have no idea if people dislike Kung Lao, but he's who I resonate with. I have a weird habit of, like, having a huge skill gap between my main character and my second main character. There's, like, a big discretion of skill. So if I'm, like, Eddie Gordo, I'm going to win most of the time. But if I'm, like, King, who's my second best character, I'm going to win, like, a third of the time. It's rough. I play as these main characters a lot of the time. Rough. Yeah, exactly. So, and then Smash is a different kind of game. It's it more is. like a Platform multi-platformer fighter. fighter, which I think are fun. I uh, have friends who are very good at them. Logan, for one. So it's hard to... It's good for training. Yeah. You know? And then when you, you play that someone. You won on the best yeah, exactly. Movie I won a bunch at the movie theater because they were just not as good as Logan. And I was like, <laughs> I have walked through fire to get here. So those games are also very fun. It's just like the genre in general, uh, it's got a lot of uh, variety. Street Fighter is probably the most popular and one that I've never, ever gotten the hang I of. I hate Street Fighter. Yeah, I just can't do it. I don't know what it is, but they are very jumpy it's probably the jumpiest fighting game i've ever other than smash you know <laughs> but it's, it's the jumpiest 2d like uh one-on-one fighting game that i've ever seen and i just never been able to like get a good grasp on it because i like the more grounded fighters um like tekken and soul Calibur. nice so you ready to hear mine oh yeah we actually have to hear what you guys think about <laughs> fighting games. sorry go ahead Is- did, uh, the new Soul Calibur. You got that too. Six, where does that yep. Soul Calibur? Where does that rank? Six. I pre-ordered your Pantheon it. of fighting um, games. Why did you say you pre-ordered it? Because I been loved, out for months. I pre-ordered it. <laughs> when That's it how ex- I was just trying to yeah, say that I was excited I to get it. Yeah. So I pre-ordered it and I got it first day it came out. Actually, I got it the second day it came out because I was actually busy the day it came out. So I I got that and did you want to know where it ranks overall? Is Soul Calibur or fighting overall game. fighting games? Fighting games. Uh, Numero uno. <laughs> No, it's <laughs> not even the best Soul Calibur. Ooh. Because uh, I think 4 was better, but... F- you said 5 was a step in the wrong direction. 5 was terrible. <laughs> 6 was a step way in the right direction. So you liked it. 3 was not great. 2 was good. It's probably second best Soul Calibur. And then... I'll... And Soul Calibur is my second favorite series, but there's like... Not a whole lot so of it's a great game. But I love Tekken 4. It's a pretty good game. I'd say ranked in the top 10. Maybe top okay. 5. I'd right. say probably around 5. Yeah, actually. Nice. All right. Nice. You still playing that? Yeah, occasionally. All right. 
Good stuff. Let me tell you about a little game called Urban Champion. I bought this game on my 3DS. It's from the NES initially. You play as one dude is facing another dude who looks exactly the same. You mm-hmm. run at each other, you punch, and then it's really random who wins. And it's one of the <laughs> worst games I have ever played. I hate it uh. so much. If you get the chance, if you don't know what Urban Champion is, look it up. It is terrible. I'll show it to you after yeah. this. It's so bad. Now, Smash Bros. is the best. I love Ultimate, I love 4, I love Melee, but a little less, mm-hmm. and I like Brawl. And 64? Not really. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ultimate all the way. I've logged 130 hours into that game uh, over the last four months. Yeah. That's sad. It's, <laughs> it's not sad. That is a really good don't game. Don't think about it. I'm never, I'm never sad when I boot up Smash Bros. I'm always like, yeah, Smash yeah, Bros. I actually haven't played it in a while. I've kind of... I've gotten my fill for a little while. Mm-hmm. I'm good for now. Yeah. Uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I bought that game because Phoenix Wright is in it. Yeah, he is I've seen that. Garbage. <laughs> he is so bad. Does he throw paper at the he enemy? He does throw paper. I remember seeing that. Yeah, but I played I played a lot of that. My team was Captain America, Hulk, and Ryu. Uh-huh. was my three. I really liked that game. Played a lot of it with my sister. Other than that, I played some Injustice. Oh, yeah, that's slow, a, but I that's like a, it. another one that I forgot to mention. I did play the first Injustice and very, very little bit of the second one, but... It is slower than a lot of fighting games, but um, it is something that I actually got pretty good at. The first Injustice I played as the Joker. Mm, yeah, me the, too. He, yeah, 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 yeah. He had a lot of cool, uh, a lot of cool moves where yeah. he would just pull out like golf clubs and fire extinguishers yeah. and stuff like, like that. Like if he laughs enough, he gets some special. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah, cool. the stage hazards in those games are some of my favorites, where mm-hmm. you can just like pluck stuff off the walls. Or I like, love picking up a bar stool in a bar and just slapping it. Over yeah, the exactly. Guy. Yeah, it's really. So cool. I think that that game in term uh, in terms of like fighting games overall has some of the best story yeah. mode and stage hazards because the story mode in Injustice was super cool. Like bad Superman. Yeah, <laughs> I like bad Superman. <laughs> You know where the story mode's really bad? Pockin Tournament DX, which I all or not DX. I did not buy it on Switch. But I did buy. It, I, did, I did buy it on the Wii. The second U. time I bought it, it was not better. <laughs> yeah, I played some of that game, Machamp for Life. Uh, Machamp the, for Life. I would go online and get my butt absolutely destroyed. I play the computers, yeah. and they'd be so easy. So I that game was basically unplayable for me. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's fun, but like. Eh. I like the swap between the 2D and the 3D. That was interesting. But I know we're running short on time, so I'll send it to Kevin. Oh, Kevin has right. nothing to talk about. Yeah, I have very little. Uh, Smash, I have played Ooh. them since Melee. I never really played too much of uh, N64. I didn't play the Wii U version, but I like Melee. I love Brawl. And uh, I've, I still have not played very much Ultimate. I've been playing so many other <laughs> things. Yeah. I haven't even like unlocked all the characters yet. Oh, man. Uh, I know. I'm slacking. I need to just go through that and do the cheat. <laughs> Where you like shut it off That's and, what and I did. It yeah, off. yeah, no shame, dude. I, yeah, I totally did that. Uh, yeah, I need to, I need to get going on that for uh, when Joker drops uh, oh, to play more. That's game. gonna be so good. But uh, Smash is fun. The only other game, uh, the only other fighting game that I've really played like at all is Tekken, uh, because we have some arcades uh, near where I live where they have some of the Tekken arcade cabinets. And um, do you know which ones they are? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's okay. Tekken. How old does when the did game Tekken look? Four come out? Oh, like early two thousands. Okay, so it was probably two thousand four. One of the last two Tekken games to come out. It was the first one on PS two. Well, one okay, of yes, it was it the is, first. It is newer than that. Yeah, okay. It is newer than that. Then it's probably like six or five. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. But uh, that's a lot of fun. I have a lot more fun playing those with the actual like arcade setup with the uh, with the sticks and all the buttons. 
to play those. So I don't know if I enjoy them as much on uh, on console. Yeah. Those are fun. It's funny because I don't usually play with an arcade stick, but there's this thing that people do like they hold the controller like an arcade stick. And I do it for every fighting game where you have your left hand on the analog stick and your right hand on the like the buttons, like hand down on the buttons like you're playing on an arcade stick and it plays the same. And it's how I've always done it, (laughs) which is a weird thing, but that I never really thought about until I like realized I was doing it. That reminds me of uh, playing DDR on the Xbox without a DDR pad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the For those controller. rhythm games. You can play Guitar Hero with a Wii remote if you want. Oh, God. Oh, it's it so good. So, yeah, uh, Tekken. And then I think it was Tekken. I can't remember uh, the name of the fighting game. But there was a game where I uh, destroyed my friend by using a super cheese leg move where I just stomp her into the ground and just win. Yeah. I bring that up because that's like my most memorable experience with fighting games. And it was funny. <laughs> and that's about it. Yeah, it's pretty much just uh, Smash and Tekken for me. That's but, a good uh, two. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Oh, yeah. The first PS2 Tekken game was Tekken Tag Tournament in 1997, which is what, what, sounds like an early PS2 game. That's not... PS2 didn't come out until like 2001. Uh, according to the initial release date for this, it was 1997. Oh. Tag that Tournament. was the PS1, right? I Tag think it was been. as an arcade first. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. Was, okay. And then Tekken 4 was the first OG PS2 game in 2001. Okay. Yeah. It's probably one of the last two newer Tekkens. But yeah. Yep. All right. We are running short on time. Any final thoughts from you guys before we finish this off? All the events suffered from a noticeably poor frame rate, especially when the on screen action got busy. And each game required use of motion controls, whether with a Wii U gamepad or a Wii Remote <laughs> Plus. And the controls didn't feel nearly responsive enough to make the games enjoyable. We'd sometimes be holding our Wii Remote all the way to the left or right, and our character wouldn't be turning much more than when we were holding the controller a few degrees off due north. And those were E3 impressions of Mario and Sonic at the 2014 Olympic Games. Apparently it got better before release. But oh, all right. That's my final thought of the day. All right. All right. Zach, you got anything? I love fighting games and simulation games and platforming games. Hey, I love games. That's why we're here, guys. We love games. We shouldn't segregate the types of games we're that not we like. We, we should just love all kinds of games, guys. We just pushed yours off for two weeks. Yeah, that's rude, by the way. I'm upset. <laughs> Apologies for that. Glad we finally were able to do that after a couple weeks off. I forgive you. And we'll <laughs> all right, have that's a new segment next that's, week. Yeah. <laughs> That is going to do it for us on this week's episode of Ode to Games. You're here every Friday on iTunes, Spotify, any other podcast streaming service that you use to listen to this show. We're also on Twitter at Ode to Games. You can send an email to Ode to Gamescast at gmail.com. For Logan and Zach, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Challenge everything.